Hi, I'm Haley. And I'm Becky. And this is How to Not Get Killed. Sup. 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 Sup, sup. <laughs> Chillin'. Sup with the sup, sup, or whatever Joey says. <laughs> I know. <laughs> when he's <laughs> trying to be 19. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. Yeah. What's up, guys? We're what's back. Up? We're back at it again with another movie review. Yep. Well, I guess. When's the last time we did a movie review for everybody, though? For everybody? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, True Detective? Which is like not a movie, but I know I'm aware. But like a, I'm aware. A, <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> are you sure about that? Wow, that was a really long movie. Well, I sat there for <laughs> it's like days. eleven hours. <laughs> um, yeah, I think maybe that was the last one for everybody. Was it? I think so. I was, honestly was, sometimes I can't remember. Was Scream for everybody? Or was that a bonus? That had to have been a bonus. I feel like that was a bonus, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you want to so, listen, that was, that was a really good one. Actually. I loved that. That was fun. I, I loved talking about that yeah, with you. That was, um, that was fun. So yeah, we don't. Yeah, sometimes these are more like Patreon bonus episodes, but we're doing this one for everybody because we love it. We love, we love it. it. Yeah, we I love particularly love the original. To be honest, not more so than the new. Th- I was actually that was going to be my first question: is okay. do you like the original miniseries better than? the remake it chapter one and two movies oh fuck you know what okay here's my thing it's not like i had i it's not that i love one more than the other i love them both for extremely different reasons okay okay extremely different reasons mm-hmm. we'll get into it okay fair we'll enough get into it, i would say i didn't have like i don't have a nostalgic connection to the original i do i so didn't I see it yeah. i didn't see it until like before the remake was coming out because i was like okay i'm gonna watch it Mm -hmm. because i like to compare but i don't yeah i didn't watch it as a kid or anything like that i haven't read the book um so i think i definitely like the remakes better just because those are like yeah i think watching the miniseries as an adult and it's just you know it's 1990 so it it is what it is right it feels in some ways it feels dated of course because like there just wasn't as much you could do with like CGI yeah. and all that stuff, whatever. But like, I think I like the the execution of horror in the remakes a little bit more. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I think the original actually is it goes a little heavy into the comedy more so than anything. Mm-hmm. Whereas like the new ones, they they still have that comedy. They really do. Oh yeah, like yeah. the new ones have the comedy in. The, the, I know this is something we wholeheartedly agree on, but the cast of kids in the, in it chapter one, um, their chemistry is so good and they're so funny together Yeah. in the moments when it's not scary. It's the in-between moments when like, they're just being kids, you know? Yeah. And I think that's why it's so relatable because like the dialogue and the banter between them and stuff feels so like nostalgic it's like that's how everyone talked with their friends yeah back when they were that age you know and even yeah yeah so i think that's great because i i think we were talking about this last night where it's like 
when you have to, when your entire story is carried on a child cast, that cast has to be really good. Because if they're not, then the, everything will fail. And they also have, like, I think I might have said it last night or maybe I just thought it, but, like, they also have to be relatable. Yes. Like, when you, I feel like when you go to watch anything with, like, kids being the, like, main storyline, it's, like, if you can't relate to those kids or, like, see yourself in one of the kids in the group, you're not going to like it. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like for okay, so for example, Drew, he is not into, like, Harry Potter whatsoever. Yeah. But I also see it as, like, well, like, of course you're not. You don't relate to any of the characters. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're not going to like it, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, you and me, we might relate to, like, Hermione or something where we're like, oh, mm-hmm. I, like, I identify with her. And so I'm into the story because, you know, you get pulled in. Like, Well, and I feel like for most people, not everyone, of yeah. course, but I feel like for most people, when you look at, like, movies like this or, like, something like Stranger Things or even Harry Potter, yeah. like, when it's all kids – for the most part, it's usually about kids who are, like, not popular kids. It's yes. usually about the nerds. It's or usually the loser about the nerds. club, right? Yeah. It, they call it in it, like, yeah. the losers. Like, yeah. Stranger Things too. they're fucking nerds. Yeah. Um, and I think... <laughs> and I fucking love it. <laughs> and, yeah, and that's... I think majority of people relate to that because the majority of people were not, quote-unquote, popular in high school. That's true. If you were, like, that 1% of people that you were, like, the king of the high school or the queen of the high school, cool, then, like, maybe then you, you suck, don't, don't talk maybe you don't relate <laughs> as much, but I, but most people weren't. And even if you were, everyone felt insecure and awkward in high school. So I yeah. think that you, those are the people, those are the characters that a lot of movie makers and TV makers focus on because they are more relatable. Because even if it's not out, your outward appearance, everyone can relate to those kids. Yeah. Because everyone at some point in life has felt awkward or nerdy or, or uncomfortable like or incompetent or, or yeah. Yeah. Right. Or just stick out like a sore thumb. Like yeah. everybody has had those moments. Right. Yeah. Whereas not everyone has had a moment where you're like your prom queen. No. Megan. <laughs> no, don't hate on Megan. I'm just saying not everyone can relate to a moment like no, that. No, it's true. It is it's true. And even even Megan's gonna get mad that I she's said gonna that. She's gonna be so mad. Because she's gonna be like, I don't even wanna be it. <laughs> she's just the nicest person ever. It's, it's so um, true. It's she so literally true. is. It's yeah, I yeah, that was just like a yeah. So I think I think with yeah, with it, like they just they nailed it yeah. with the cast. They're yeah. so good. And the kid who I know we both love Finn Wolfhard a lot. Yeah. Um, especially like like he, in Stranger Things, in this and everything, he's very very good. But the kid who plays Eddie done. I, I already I already agree. So he's, good. He's like my favorite. <laughs> when yeah. I watched the first movie in theaters, um, I was on like a first date too, and I was so embarrassed because when the part when Eddie. Um, finds out about like all like the the meds and everything. Oh, that the his gazebos. Mom, yeah, and he's like, they're just gazebos. And like it, the way he said it, I couldn't stop laughing. Like you know when like the in oh a movie God. theater when yeah. the scene is changed, it's now a different scene. <laughs> now <and> still, <laughs> still laughing because I was like trying to stifle it. I'm giggling. I'm like, oh my God. And, and whoever you're so on the date with is probably like, this girl's weird. <laughs> like, what a weird sense of humor. Like that really got her. Oh man. Um, just oh. he's so funny. Yeah. The way he says everything so quickly and so, like, anxious all the time. (laughs) Like, what a good actor. Like, I just, I can't with (laughs) these kids. They're, they're like, they're good. They're very good. They're very good. How do you do that? How do you do that, guys? I know. I know. Yeah. I think the the first time I saw it, like, part one was in theaters with Jade, actually. It, like, it wasn't playing near us in a movie theater that had the recliner seats. Mm. So we were, like... 
where do we go? Because <laughs> we want to be like comfy for this one. We want to like buckle in. I understand. So we drove all the way to, I think, Hamilton at the time was the closest one that had the movie theaters <laughs> or the the movie theaters. I, I'm packing up. I'm done. <laughs> Becky lives somewhere where they don't have the movie we, theaters. Well, to be fair, we have like one movie theater here and like at at this time, there was no recliner seats. I actually don't think ours has the recliner seats. So we go to Bolton. But so we drove all the way to Hamilton. And on the way there, we passed Dairy Road. And we were oh. like, ah! Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, yeah, we were freaking out the whole time. We were screaming, like, holding hands. Like, it was just, it was a good time. It, yeah, no, it was, especially watching it in theaters, it was, like, quite the experience. Yeah. yeah. Because it is scary. It is. It really is. It's, it's, it, I'd say it's much, they do a really good job of like implied horror where it's kind of like you have to like look at the background of a scene kind of thing where it's like yeah. there's a lot happening not right in front of your eyes. And then yeah. there is the occasional jump scare where you're like, mm-hmm. well, I've just pissed my underwear. Like, But the jump scares don't feel cheap. cheap. Yeah. They feel very like well timed. Yeah. And there's moments that I wrote down a, um, there, like where they do, a, a lot of um where they show you the horrific thing and they give you like a moment almost to process it before it starts coming at you really quickly like yes the for example like when um ben is in the library yeah and then he goes downstairs and there's the he- the headless kid yes and he's walking down the stairs like slowly yeah and, and then, then he starts sprinting and then it used and then he gets down the last step you see he has no head there's like a pause there and then he starts running at him and yeah. like that timing is so scary to that, me. I, I completely agree because I, I didn't make a note of it, but I remember when I saw that in theaters with Jade, when we drove home, I was like, I think that might have been the scariest scene for me. And then because he's looking back, like it's like he's chasing it. It's like getting and faster, then he, and faster and then he looks away and then he looks back and then it's Pennywise and he's like fucking sprinting at him. And it's like just the the way they... The quick shifts is... It, it's, it's done well. Yeah. It's it so really scary. Is. It it's really so is. scary. Yeah. There's another scene that I loved in the first one, which is when they're looking at the projector. Yes. That's a really good scene. It kind of reminded me of like Sinister when like he's looking at the projector. And I was like, ooh, I love, I'm realizing I love a good projector scene. Yeah. In a horror movie. Because you know it's about to be terrifying. Because it's like click. Click. click and you're like oh my click. god something's gonna pop you like you're just waiting for yeah. it right but and they the thing is is that they don't do what they did in sinister where it's like a slides are going click 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 and then something jumps out at you like a jump scare they don't do that they they have it on a family photo and then they're watching the figure morph into pennywise like right before their eyes yeah. it's almost like slow horror yeah and then and then he like jumps out like the giant pennywise like out of the yeah. projector which is like and th- i feel like in that moment all of their reactions are like some might say over the top but i would say believable because so believable. if if me and all my friends were just sitting there watching that like slowly happening yeah of course we're all gonna be grasping onto each other Can you imagine screaming the five of us oh my god we would be like no! we're such little babies like i mean you I would, would have like ripped you, your arm <laughs> off and thrown it at him or something thrown it at him or something like yeah i, I would be like uh, beside myself yes yes because like me and Haley literally just watched the short film lights out and oh, neither yeah. of us actually looked at the screen we had our i ears. did i will say i did i, was lo- like, I did i was looking. one eye closed both my ears plugged like i can't do it i made myself yeah. look at it but why did you was, do that to yourself i, I don't know because I, I don't like to sleep I'm, I guess. I'm never sleeping again yeah so 
I hate myself. That's why. I just, yeah, I really <laughs> have a lot of self-loathing to work through. <laughs> but I don't, I don't even know where, I guess we, I shouldn't ask where do you want to begin because we've already begun. We've begun. I, have I realized question. we just kind of, we were like mid-intro and then just started talking. Out yeah, of like yeah, excitement. we're just getting right into it. We fucking love this, these yeah. movies. Yeah. Um, in relation to like why you like the original and why you like these ones for different reasons. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Tim Curry versus Bill Skarsgård? Okay. As Pennywise. Because I feel like that might play, that might be playing into your answer anyways. Yeah. And that's something I wanted to discuss. Okay, so uh, very different. Like mm-hmm. very Tim, different portrayals. Very of different Pennywise. portrayals. Yeah. Both honestly both equally terrifying in my opinion. Like they're equally terrifying, but again for different reasons. Like very different reasons. Like I, for some reason, not I guess not for some reason, it's for good reason. Tim Curry is like one of my favorite actors of all time. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. in when I look, me and Drew were talking about this like two weeks ago. When we look back on our like childhood movies, even up until like our teens and like very early 20s, like most of our favorite movies, he's in. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of casually there. Yeah. He's either a huge role or he's literally just in it. Yeah. Like there's something about Tim Curry that like you can't dislike him. And if, if somebody dislikes him, I don't even want to hear from you. I do not want to hear from you. Are you about to say you don't like Tim Curry? No, no, okay, I was okay. Say I was that. like, oh, oh my she's, God, no. she's backing up. No, 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 no. <laughs> no of course I'm not. Kidding. Are you kidding me? But yeah, like his portrayal is very like I I wanna say it's it isn't scary, it's more creepy. Yes, it's and more it, like a lasting creepy where, and it's 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 more it's goofier. Like it, it is, is goofier. like he's definitely more um, playing up the goofy clown yes. aspect of it. Yeah, to try and make it creepy because like goofy clowns yeah. are already creepy to a lot of people. Yes, so he I think he's kind of playing into that yeah. more, like almost not overdoing it. Mm-hmm. And I I find too like okay so for example like Tim Curry's rendition it's almost more it's more believable in the sense of like if I'm gonna open up a closet and see Pennywise I feel like I'm sooner gonna see Tim Curry versus Bill Skarsgård if that makes sense yeah and I think that makes sense for you having like the original one be part of like your childhood yeah for sure like because that would have been what you pictured as a kid yeah where it's just like it's almost like. It's not like this entity. It's it's a person. It feels more so like yeah. So I think that's what's scarier is like with this one, with the newer ones. It's like of course Pennywise is terrifying. Mm-hmm. There's no arguing that. Like really. Yeah. But like when I think about like oh if I'm gonna be home alone, of course I'd be terrified to see either of them. Well, just see but any like, clown in general just, in your I home. Feel like, <laughs> I feel like if I'm going to see one, it's sooner going to be original Pennywise. Yeah, and that makes sense. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, their portrayals are so different. Like... I think Bill Skarsgård has, like, a... Brings, like, a darkness to the character. Yeah. That Tim Curry didn't have. I Because, like, like I said, I think Tim Curry more so went, like, the way of, like, I'm a goofy clown, but I'm also gonna fucking eat you. Yeah. Whereas, like, Bill Skarsgård, I think, is more, like, not the party clown. No. Like, he is the scary evil clown. Yeah. Um, And he just... Yeah, like, I think he just, he has more of, like, a slow, creepy drawl to him. Yeah. 
it, it, it's it's just very different. I think he does a really good job. I think going up against someone like Tim Curry, who is like probably one of the best character actors yes. of his generation, like quite literally the biggest shoes to fill ever. Yeah, I think that he held. I think Bill Skarsgård held his own. I think he changed it enough that there it's hard to directly compare them because, like we said, they play very different characters. Yeah. Um, but I think he still kept that sort of like essence of like what Pennywise is supposed to be and how scary he is. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think he stands up. I think Bill Skarsgård is very, very fucking talented. Yeah. Um, he's very good. I also read something that they were like, they, there was this article this guy wrote and he was like, oh, I feel like Bill Skarsgård got the, got the part just on his lazy eye alone. Um, um, and I, I think it, it kind of pinged something in my head. I feel like someone's told me that he can like do, he can like induce a lazy eye. Because, well, it's funny because I actually have his, oops, I knocked the mic. Sorry, guys. Um, like I literally had this pulled up as you said that. Like oh, okay. his images page. Because he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't have a lazy eye. He doesn't eye. have a lazy eye. I think he can make his Switch, eye lazy. Some people can do. Which I've and heard some also, people can do. Like, okay. Pro, like prosthetics and makeup is a thing uh-huh. like let's not forget that people like oh, yeah. obviously like they well that's they what i mean i just would have assumed yeah. that that would have been like cg or something yeah but it could be like a but like even that, okay so even in himself. the scene we were talking about from part two when he doesn't have like his full makeup and it's yeah it's him yeah the the eye is very prominent there still yes yeah because yeah, even in the picture that she's looking at yeah um it's jessica chastain a little off. It's, it's, yeah yeah you can see that um yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's fucking. Of course, that adds to the character. Like, and, and like, obviously, yeah. When you look at pictures of Bill Skarsgård straight on, like, I'd say if he has a lazy eye, like it's slight. Yes, it's I think slight. maybe he can just emphasize it. Yeah, a lot. Also, like, because I never would have noticed. Yeah, that he it's had just one. like interesting that they pick such a handsome dude. He is very handsome. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I remember when I found out, I was like, why'd they do that? Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, why they do that? <laughs> why they do that? Because he's like, he's like traditionally handsome. Yeah, in I my think they, they all like, are. Like they're all they're a handsome family. Yeah. All oh, stars yeah. guards. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, it's yeah. true. Like, um this just, I, I feel like every time we do like really just any episode, we end up talking about like actors we find handsome. Yeah. It's just uh, it comes with the territory. It happens when you watch movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially when you have two like female like hosts that are just like, you know what, we're just gonna talk about boys. <laughs> Um, I also yeah. feel like I remember someone saying, this is just like a little like it, side note. Um, I feel like I remember someone in one of my film classes talking about when the first one came out or maybe when it was coming out or something and there was a scene that had been released. You know, the very, very f- like first scene with Pennywise in the remake where he's in the sewer mm-hmm. and he's talking to Georgie mm-hmm. and he's drooling. Mm-hmm like eventually he starts drooling and then he's drooling throughout like the rest of the movies or whatever but apparently someone to- and i don't know if this is true i actually didn't check it out i should have but- I, I think i read the same thing yeah so apparently the teeth like the prosthetic, the prosthetic. teeth that he was wearing were like making him drool and but he just, he just started drooling during the scene and then he just kind of like went with it and just yeah. kept going and then like was drooling even more and then by the end of it they were like okay we're gonna just keep that Cause because it's that looks so it looks like he's drooling because he's like thirsting for children yeah he's like salivating <laughs> like, yeah. right um and i yeah when you watch it i'm like yeah. oh my god it's so creepy <laughs> it, yeah like it, it really is like it's there's something like chilling about watching someone basically being like come down here and yeah. they're literally salivating it's yeah. just like 
why though? What do you want with me? <laughs> like, yeah. What are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. I'm not like a pork chop thing. It's like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He does a really good job of like I, I don't know, just being so bone chilling creepy. Mm-hmm. Like his voice, the way he says stuff, like it is mm-hmm. some really good acting. Like Yeah. Some of the like Pennywise dancing is very unsettling too like when like yeah. when there's like the yeah the sort of like the, the movements are so jarring yeah where and it's like where it's almost comedic like yeah there are times where uh, it it's, is it's supposed funny. to be like somewhat like scary funny right yeah I, I, yeah i think it like takes a spin on like the whole like fear of clowns thing and like really runs with it because it's like it's one thing to like have the fear of clowns but i think what they did well was having him do clown things Mm -hmm. like regular clown things like dancing and doing like jokey stuff like that and like really making it scary yeah yeah i absolutely yeah oh i had a point when i don't even know where i went i don't know what do you got next what do you got next while i'm looking for my point um Well, I know we were going to talk about just, like, the sort of, st- like, just Stephen King horror in general. Yes. Um, which I love. I know, I know you've always been a Stephen King fan as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had a very big Stephen King obsession in high school. Um, she I still think, does. Don't worry. It's still I st- there, guys. I, Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I went through a phase in high school where, like, I was only reading Stephen King. But um, now I just kind of, like, insert them here and there because she's i'm never gonna i've accepted the fact that i'm never gonna be able to read everything he's ever written i mean like he's written like a bajillion books yeah um <laughs> i feel like i've like read the classics and it's just like and see i haven't i haven't read it it's, it's just very long it's i know it's gonna long. be a very I haven't huge finished commitment it. yeah I haven't it's taken it. you 20 years you still haven't yes. finished it yet yeah yeah no <laughs> I, i'm i'm actually like so serious yeah. yes every time i'm like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna hunker down and i'm gonna fucking finish i understand because i've been on the third book of the dark tower series for like four years so i see i've never read those it. ones yet. yeah 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 no i think i have those ones is that i what mean I they're up there i don't think that's it that's not it i'm right yeah right there is that it? those ones yeah i haven't read those i got them for christmas a few years yeah. ago and yeah. i was just like i'll get to there's them there's like seven <laughs> we will them, get to you when like, we get to you yeah and they're and they get longer like well, the first one's like the gunslinger's like 150 pages it's very short you could finish it in like a day but then they get hmm. longer, and I think the last one's like 800 pages or something. So then collectively as a series, it's like it would take you probably um, yeah. 100 years. <laughs> <laughs> At least 100 years. Um, no, I will finish them one day. But yeah, I, I love Stephen King. I love Stephen King horror. I get why he's like the king of horror. Yeah. I fuck with everything. I know some people are like, oh, he's just pumping out like fucking three books a year and whatever. And it's all about demonic fucking ovens and cars and shit and whatever. And it's like, no, like Stephen King is one of the most creative writers I've ever, yeah, I've ever read. His imagination is unparalleled. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree with that. Like I, I feel like even with, some of the sillier ones where like when you hear the premise and you're just like that sounds absurd Mm -hmm. he does do a very good job of taking everyday things that people can be scared of yeah like i i personally think of the movie cujo Mm -hmm. and i think of well the book more so than anything because the book is terrifying but it's like that's something where it's just like when you talk about it and you're like oh a killer saint bernard how could that be scary Mm -hmm. but it is because it takes something so just like regular and they're like i like we know people that are like terrified of dogs yeah 
Where so yeah. like if they watched something like that, they'd probably be like out of this world terrified. Yeah. Because it takes their fear and just runs with it mm-hmm. and makes it into like a real thing where it's like, oh, rabies and mm-hmm. now this dog is going to murder me like it's terrifying it yeah. is just terrifying and i think that he is an excellent writer so sometimes when his stories get adapted to film you you lose actually a bit of that scariness because the way he writes is very scary like and just he's very descriptive he has a way with words that makes you visualize and feel yeah. every emotion as yeah. the characters are walking through it in a it, way that is just, yeah, that you, as a he, horror writer, you need that. Yeah. And he has it in spades. And he has it. Yeah. Because like, I honestly, ha- I haven't really read a lot of other like horror genre books. No. Really. But like, I, I almost like, I feel like I don't even really need to. No. After reading honestly. like even just some of his books. Where because it's just again, like, I feel like. How do you, how do you not make it cheesy? Yeah. Like how, how is it so that like Stephen King is able to take something like being scared of a dog or a car that literally can just kill on its own where it's like yeah and and he does such a good job of making it not cheesy that like when i think of like other horror writers where i'm just like they're gonna fuck it up i don't even want to read that yeah and i feel <laughs> like yeah no not saying that there's like not other good horror I'm sure writers i'm sure they are but I'm just not gonna... i find that at least in horror media you know, you know when you watch a movie and you're like, okay, this is like every other horror movie I've ever seen. Like, you know what's mm-hmm. going to happen and like, you know, the jump scares and whatever, like, yeah. you know, just kind of like formulaic. I feel like his stories are never that. They're always something where I'm like, I've never really read anything like this before. Yeah. It's not just the classic like, oh, there's a ghost in the attic. Yeah. You know, like there's always a spin. There's always depth to it. Yeah. There's always so many layers yeah. um, of meaning and everything, which it has. It's, it's the... Like, the themes in it about Pennywise manifests himself as your worst fear, right? And basically, he – because if you're scared, if you're more scared, you taste better to him, Mm -hmm. right? So he's like – that's why he stalks his victims and, like, shows up as your worst fear because the more scared you are the better you taste to him right and like and that's why he mostly goes after kids not all but like mostly kids because they're easier to scare yeah and the theme throughout the movie too is that like yeah but like you have to despite being scared of him Mm -hmm. you have to get over that fear to beat him you have to not show him your fear and you have to find courage right and maybe this is like skewing from the point you're trying to make i just like i'm throwing it up before I forget where it's like, I think what they did a really good job on, especially from like part one to part two, and just like his writing in general was showing how like a child's fear can like grow, stay the same kind of like topic, but like age with you. So Mm -hmm. like, I think like of Beverly's character, for example, like her like childhood fear is basically just her dad yeah like something something very real yes yeah a very real fear especially in the situation she's clearly in and then how it grows to like almost this like implied fear of like old age like Mm -hmm. with the scene Mm -hmm. it's just it's weird it's it, it just shows this like growth of like what you grow up to be afraid of from being what you're afraid of as a kid if that makes sense at all no absolutely and i think um Where's the note that I made it? Um, that 
Beverly, with that sort of being her personal situation, they're all kind of going through something in their own way. Aside from um, like Richie's character, they don't really show a lot of his family, but they show that like, um, and now I'm going to forget all their names. What's the main kid's name? Georgie and Bill. They show that like Bill at home is going through the trauma of like mourning the loss of his brother. Yeah. Eddie at home is going through dealing with an overbearing mother who's like bordering on like um like munchausen's almost well right yes. is that what they're implying like, I, I i think so yeah i think that's what they're implying yeah like well like that she's like has to make him sick si not make him sick but like make him believe that he's sick or that there's like so many things in the world that will make him sick that she's the only one that can protect him yeah it's it's almost like the story of what's the girl's name um i know that uh, is her name Gypsy something? I can't remember, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. But that is a real syndrome. And I think they're they're trying to pull on that a little bit. Yeah. But also just like they're they're all going through something. Um, Mike is like his family died in a fire and he's an orphan and like, you know, like yeah. homeschool dealing with that. Um, Ben is dealing with like self-esteem and he's the chubby kid and like he's a, an outcast and yeah. like and has then, like no confidence in himself. And, yeah. Like, so they're they all have their own things that like you said are very relatable and yeah. can carry into adulthood if and, you don't and like manifest in different ways yeah because, if you don't acknowledge and, and deal with it yeah and then like for example like i don't know richie's fear like oh he, and richie's sexuality yeah like yeah and and they show it really well especially mm -hmm. in part two part two yes it's it, it's it it's like really well done where it's just like yeah. I, I don't know it's just so interesting how they went about it where it was just like yeah like i feel like anybody struggling with sexuality probably watched that and was like yeah like yes mm -hmm. that's that's like mm -hmm. what i feel inside you know like yeah yeah it's it's really well done like mm -hmm. and yeah. i think that um one of the things too when you talk about like beth's or beverly's father um one of the things i felt like the story is sort of implying with the whole pennywise comes back every 27 years to feed and like this is going to happen over and over and over again yeah. every 27 years um is sort of the theme of like history is doomed to repeat itself yeah if you don't like break said cycle yeah and i feel like um they kind of show that a little bit at the beginning of the first or the second movie where like Beverly is now married to a man who is very much like her father. He's abusive and overbearing and yeah. all the stuff. Um, Eddie is married to a woman who is literally played by the same actress who plays his mom in the first movie. Oh, wait, what? Yeah. So it's like the joke is that he married his mom. Yeah. But it's the same actress because he's older now. But the movies are only filmed two years apart. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, uh, to be fair, I, I didn't watch the second part again so i think that's one of the things she that looks different she has like straight blonde hair yeah. and she's in different clothes or whatever you only see her i think in one scene on the phone at the beginning when they're talking on the phone right. but i was like because i watched them back to back i was like oh yeah that's his mom but she's now playing his wife so i think right. it's that theme of sort of like like you said those things that you carry through your childhood trauma yeah. will come back to haunt you if you don't deal with them. Yes. And Pennywise is the literal manifestation of that. Of like deal with your problems. But it's showing that like you're like all of them in adulthood, like Bill still haunted by the death of his yeah. brother, right? Richie's still haunted by not being open about his sexuality. Yes. Like they are all at the point at the end of the second movie 
they're like, we have to get, we have to deal with this, with the clown, yeah. but also with ourselves. With ourselves. Like, it's more so, like, an internal thing. Like, yeah. Which which is so complex. Like, it's such a complex story for, like, horror, where usually it's yeah. just, like, kill the ghost, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, but, like, no. This, yeah. is, this is more dynamic than that. And speaking of, like, the ghost, I feel like I always kind of forget until I watched again, the whole, like, what Pennywise is thing. Like, where it's, like, he's... Okay, I wrote it down because I was watching a YouTube video and the guy described it, like, in a way I was just, like, oh, my God, I, it never hit me like this. Okay, so Pennywise is an ancient cosmic being that is billions of years old that originated outside of our universe in another dimension called the Macroverse. Yeah. In prehistoric times... It came down to Earth on an asteroid, landing in what would eventually become Dairy Maine. Yeah. He hibernated until, like, humans started walking the Earth, and then he came out of hibernation. He comes out every 27 years to feed. And it's just, like, when you say it like that, I'm like, this is what I mean, where it's like, it's not just a ghost in the attic. No. Like, Stephen King doesn't do that. No. <laughs> I mean, like, in the, even if he does, like, it's going to be done differently. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's going to be gonna a very fuck complex you up. ghost. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and this is where I think a lot of people miss the um, sci-fi components in his stories, too. Yeah. He has. He has a lot of them. A lot of sci-fi-esque yeah. storylines and, like, themes. Yeah. Um, which I love because I also like sci-fi. But. Yeah, like when I was watching this video and he just he just said I had to pause it. I was like, okay, well, I need to write I need to write that down. Yeah. Because it just never hits me like that because it just seems like a fucking demonic clown. Yeah. But it's but it's it's so much more, it's than, so that. Much more, so than, much that. more than that. And something okay, so I, I didn't write it down, but it's like popping into my head now because I was just looking at like the list of the cast to like remember everybody's names and whatnot. But like what I what I really like is that they have the whole storyline of, like, obviously Pennywise being what you're scared of. Mm -hmm. What's doing all these killings? We know that. Like, yeah. we, we see that, right? But then they have that added story where for the people in Derry, they think it's Henry Bowers. Yeah, that's true. So it's like it, – it really makes it so it's like – it's almost like a degree of gaslighting to the, the group. Mm -hmm. where it's like yeah. they, they so badly want to be like, it's this fucking clown, you know? But yeah. people are like, no, the killer is locked up. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, you're crazy mm -hmm. for saying it would even be this, but like we caught the guy, you know? Well, and it's obviously a way of like denial too, where yeah. it's like when it happens every 27 years, it's a different generation that's experiencing it every, it every time. Mm -hmm. And um, there's all like different reasons why anyone would kind of like deny that there's something like very weird obviously happening in Derry, Maine. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> there's guys, like a zillion just, weird things happening just in Derry, Maine. Move already. <laughs> if you've ever read <laughs> like, Stephen King. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the the Bowers thing is just a way for people to deny that like there's just children going missing and like they're they they otherwise wouldn't know why yeah if there was no quote-unquote explanation like henry bowers yeah and yeah i think that's why it's just like it's and i it's think like, that's yeah i think that is symbolic of just like i think there's a lot of denial in society about um crime and like yeah. we've talked about this before where like yeah like sometimes there's less crime going on and the media is like 
embellishing and yeah. other times there's a ton of fucking crime going on and people have no idea or they just are walking around so oblivious yeah. to it or they pick like a singular scapegoat yeah to just be like well it must be this and this alone and nothing else could be contributing to 45 kids dying magically overnight like mm -hmm. so it's just yeah i i don't even know it's crazy shit man it's, it's crazy such, shit. honestly like it's like the more i like try to break down the like story of it it is so complex mm -hmm. like imagine explaining it start to finish to somebody and then being like so does that sound like a good movie you'd be like that sounds like a whole separate universe well yeah like, and it, it doesn't even sound like a, yeah and when and the more you look into it like uh, the more you you understand there's so many parts of the movie that like i just again i just every time i rewatch it i get more out of it where it's like so because he's this like ancient being he manifests he manifests himself into like a clown but that's not his regular form yeah his regular form is what they call the dead lights when it's like the three lights like spinning around or whatever yeah and that's why because in the at the end of the first movie beverly's the one that he catches and she's like caught in the dead lights that's why she has these like psychic abilities in the second movie yeah and she's like i've she's seen like exposed, i've seen all yeah. of us die yeah um and because it's sort of like this again ancient alien almost yeah the, i mean i guess that's the well, way i would I, describe it but yeah. it's like but they say it's like an ancient being like almost godlike yeah who came like, from another like dimension some kind of like right deity so where it's like this thing bigger than us which yeah. like i mean with the powers he has like yeah 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 shape-shifting <laughs> yes fucker yeah you motherfucker <laughs> yeah yeah, so I think yeah, so every time I watch it I get I like I'm I re either re-remember or I understand more about like oh yeah, that's why she has seen all of it. And when he's saying in the part the scene you talked about where Bill Skarsgård is just Bill. Yeah. Skarsgård like well, he's Pennywise but like an inhuman form. Yeah. And he's like you haven't changed anything yet. You haven't changed their fates yet. Yeah. Because she then reveals to them she's like I've seen how all of us die. Yes. And if we don't do this we are uh, i know we how are it's going gonna end to die i us. see yeah it. like unless we do something to change yeah fate which yeah. is another massive concept that a lot of media tries to deal with and, yeah. and movies and stuff which is like well you can't change fate can you change like, fate is you have free will you have intervention can your choices is it like a butterfly effect thing or yeah. is it like no matter what you do your fate is your fate and it's never going to change so yeah. obviously in the world of, of it your choices do matter yeah I and and I would like I would honestly I'd agree. I would agree. I would agree. Because, I would absolutely agree. Because especially with like especially when it comes to something like dealing with inner demons is like that will change your fate no matter what. Mm -hmm. Like in my mm -hmm. my opinion. So like yep. I don't know, them facing their like deepest darkest internal secrets, it's like yeah, it, that's going to dramatically change things for the better for them each yeah. for mm -hmm. just dealing with that. Yeah. Well, we could see the way their lives are going already After the fact yeah and neither of them seem spectacular no um i mean like some of them but i mean yeah. like bill's like i also love the like meta storyline of bill being like a writer yeah who everyone hates the endings of his books <laughs> yeah and like it's it's funny because like that that is not like the first time stephen king has like included it into one of his stories no 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 he's yeah i can't remember where else i saw or heard or read something else. Maybe it was like in one of his books. 
I it could have been Dark Tower. I'm not sure. Okay. But yeah, he does insert a lot of like sometimes like a lot a lot of the times his main characters are writers. Yeah. Um. So there's all obviously like already a meta aspect to that. But I just it, enjoyed it so much in it chapter two when I watched it the first time where it's just like they're like everybody fucking hated the ending and like blah, blah blah and then like every time you ask someone it's like oh yeah i liked your book i hated the ending and then stephen king cameos in the movie yeah in the bite in the antique shop and yeah. he's like and james mcavoy sees the book and he's like oh do you want me to sign it for you he's like nah i didn't like the ending and it's just like it's, <laughs> it's so, so it's so funny to it's me so funny. because i love stephen king endings i i do too i i, I love don't get it. other people are oh, they give them shit because some because and this is no hate on anybody but some people like a cookie cutter ending some people just want a classic hollywood happy ending resolution and but that's not I, how life ever is it's not and that's why i don't like a classic re- no. resolution i like open endings i like complex endings i like being i like to debate it i like you being get able to, to decide sit. endings you know yes. like i love i love endings like that or i like twist endings where it's like not a happy ending i know that sounds pessimistic but like that is life sometimes yeah and um I just like it when it's an ending that I don't I don't expect because a lot of movies and and TV shows are formulaic and we kind of know what to expect. So I like it when yeah. when someone can keep me on my toes and I feel like Stephen King can always do that. Exactly. And I think that's why that's why a lot of people don't like it is because you're used to a formula and when it's not the way you expect it to be, it almost breeds disappointment no matter what. Mm-hmm. like whether you're whether you actually like the ending or not you're there's going to be a degree of you that's disappointed because you're like it's not what i was expecting mm-hmm. and it's just like frustrating and and i mean to be fair like it has a pretty like good resolution at the end it does. it's not like a it kind of wraps Stephen up King everybody's stories twist. almost with the bow on top yeah yeah, yeah. like that's a pretty that's a pretty classic re- resolution you're gonna get as far as like stephen king goes yeah um i have actually you- i don't even think that that's how it ends in the first one I wasn't. I, I wasn't even sure. I can't remember. I, f- oh my god, because it's been ages since I've seen the first one. But I don't think that. I think the endings are a little bit different. I think this one wraps it up a little bit nicer with the bow on top. It might, but I remember yeah. like the originals, just like. And if anyone's read not. the book, like, feel free to message us because I'm. I, I will read it one day. Yeah. But I'm actually genuinely curious as to like how the ending in the book would compare to the movie. Yeah, I honestly, I again, I stopped probably about halfway through in high school mm-hmm. so it's been again it's been like eons since yeah, i yeah, cracked no, I that book open <laughs> but yeah um yeah i have you seen just like speaking of endings have you seen the mist no i have not i gotta see it <laughs> it is i would tell i think you, it's I, jade I, that always tells me i gotta see the mist i would totally watch it with you okay. but um because that is stephen king and yeah I won't this won't spoil anything but the ending of the mist is like a Stephen King ending for sure and apparently I read that when they made the when they were making the movie the studio offered the director I believe like a boatload of money to change the ending like a fucking uh, thousands hundreds of millions of dollars no i don't know a lot of (laughs) money apparently they were like we will give you like all the money in the world to change the ending from the stephen king ending and he was like no i'm not gonna do it and he didn't take the money and he did the stephen king ending and a lot of people hate the ending of the mist who gives a fuck but like it's (laughs) so it's it's hard to say like it's so good it's it's just it's not what you would expect. Oh, okay. And that's why I'm I love probably going to watch it like, That's like probably now. the best example I could ever give anybody of like a Stephen King ending. Okay. 
I'm going to watch it for sure. Yeah. For in a movie. Because yeah. again, I haven't read all of, I, can't, I haven't read everything. I can't. Yeah. It's just impossible. You haven't read every single thing in the world? No, I haven't. No, no I mean, I Get haven't read, <laughs> I haven't done that, but I also haven't read everything from Stephen King. Yeah. Because <sighs> it, it would impossible. just be too hard to do. Like, I would really love would to see a list of everything. He's written it's short long. stories to novels. Like you it's could probably long. print it out <laughs> and then just like just run it all the way down that all Re- Drew's driveway reading yeah i know right <laughs> reading which is the a list long alone. driveway by the it's, way it's guys. long i don't know why our driveway is so obnoxiously <laughs> long. So long it makes it honestly it makes the house feel way fancier than like it is like because like i've had yeah. people drive up and be like is this a castle and it's like <laughs> it's it's like honestly if you saw this house in like a nice neighborhood you would just be like it's a it's just like a nice house but like the driveway is what makes it seem like because you have to entering. drive down the driveway, so it's like the house emerges as if out of nowhere. <laughs> Wait, I, was it you the first time that came over? Or no, maybe it was Megan the first time she came over. She was like, "Oh, I'm just waiting for the lemonade guy halfway through, like from, <laughs> from bridesmaids." Yeah. And I was just, like, yeah, honestly, like That's so good. The day Hillary finally comes to visit, I think I'm gonna do that. Have like Drew waiting with lemonade halfway through. <laughs> have it like tied to Oscar's yeah. head. Shit. Fresh. Um, <laughs> um, one note I did want to talk about because I like you know when you read someone else's like review of something and then they say something that makes you angry and you're just like well now I want to talk about it absolutely all okay the time. so I read somebody's like blog review of like both part one and part two and then they talked about how like some of the the figures you see aren't actually like Stephen King esque like so for example the the scene with the old woman that we just watched. We, like, we just watched, like, a yeah. bit of that. So this person claims that it's, like, oh, it's actually not, like, on par with what, like, you would normally see in a Stephen King film, like, figure-wise. And it's because of the director, Andy Muschietti. I, I, there's no way I'm saying his last name right. No, I think that's, like, pretty close. I think it's, like, Muschietti or Muschietti, something. yeah. Muschietti. You know what, Andy? Just give me a message. Let me know if I'm saying <laughs> That would be the coolest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... And, like, but there's, like, a very good reason for it is because, like, he also makes very different horror films than than what Stephen King does play a role in. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, he did Mama, Mama. right? Yeah. yeah. So, like, a lot of his figures in in this are kind of, like, inspired from that. And it yeah. works. So, I, I feel like it's, like, while, yeah, maybe it's not, like, the most Stephen King figures you'll see – like in in the shapes like the old woman and um oh there was another part where i they were referring to anyways it's i feel like it's like it's a perfect blend between two different people's like view on what like horror looks like yeah well it's like a perfect blend because, in my opinion because like i would agree I, I because like i said i haven't read the book so i don't know how like that particular scene is actually supposed to play out or like what she's supposed to look like but um Two two points. I did read something that said that, which I somewhat agree with, there's a lot more CGI in the second movie. Yes. And CGI in horror films, I do feel like, is, like, not as scary for me. Right. Um, but I feel like a lot of the things that I've personally read in Stephen King novels couldn't be done any other way other than with CGI, for the most part. You'd, yeah. Unless you it, had really, really good practical effects. Um yeah which sometimes can be hard to do with certain things like even for example like the the scene when they're having dinner in the second movie when they all reunite again and then out of the fortune cookies comes these like half 
crab, half giant spider flies, things, spider like. things with the faces of babies on them. Yeah. That is very Stephen King to yes. me. Like, he always comes up with these weird fucking, like, from the deepest, creatures. darkest, like, crevices of your mind, nightmarish creatures. Yeah. How would you do that other than with CGI? Exactly. To be honest. Like, is that... There- you know you so without i don't mind it and like yeah yeah i don't mind it because like i said i feel like it meshes like you like you said it meshes well with a lot of the things i see in the movies to be like yeah that's stephen king horror to me and the old woman i don't know like i said i don't know how she's described in the book i don't but even, that doesn't I actually necessarily don't even really remember how they depict her in the first ones honestly i don't remember it at all in the first what like the original miniseries oh yeah like I how they depict I don't know. it like i just yeah I, I don't even think they do. But there but, are certain, maybe not the old woman, but, like, there were certain things that I saw that, like, felt very um, Stephen King to me. Like, the like the leper that yeah. Eddie keeps seeing feels, yeah, very Stephen King. The crab fly baby things or whatever crab fucking, lines. yeah. Um, yeah. Stan's head in the second one, at, like, when his head comes off his body and then it sprouts legs out like spider. It's yeah. running around, like, stuff like that. Um, the way Pennywise, when he's ready to eat someone and his, and like he his opens eyes his mouth roll back and, and like, everything. and it's like his teeth like multiply and then like, like it's, his mouth gets so enormous. And then his, like you said, his eyes turn into like slits and then like, yeah. just, I can see, it's almost I can like, like envision melting and growing at the same time. Yeah. I can envision just, the way that like Stephen King would write that. And it just like, yeah, like it all feels yeah. very Stephen King to me. Yeah, I think I, what I was upset about with this article was, like, the person basically trying to say that, like, Andy Machete and Stephen King, like, weren't necessarily a good match. I beg to completely fucking differ. Because yeah. I feel like Andy Machete did a great job of, I like, did a great job. bringing, like, a visual... Uh, bringing the best possible visual to life of from words. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, absolutely. It was just like, oh, okay, I, I see what we've got here let me run with it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I make this as terrifying as possible. And I thought it was fantastic. Like, yeah. Yeah. But, but maybe, yeah, maybe and it's like, not everybody's know. taste, but I could be speaking like, I don't, I have no idea, but, um, Stephen King is kind of notor- notorious for not really liking the movies, the movie adaptations of his books. Yeah. But he was in this one. He was in yeah. it chapter two. So he, I personally feel like he wouldn't have made a cameo in the second movie if, if he, he didn't, didn't at least enjoy the first one. Yeah. You know, that just seems like logical to me. If he was like, oh, it's shit. No, do you want to <laughs> be in the second it. one? I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> like, I, you know, so yeah. I feel like Stephen King must like Andy Machete as a director. Oh, yeah. If I he was willing so. to like, make a cameo he, in it, because he he's must... not, he doesn't cameo in all of them. No, no, I actually, I don't think he cameos in like a lot, in, really. like any of them. But um, yeah, I'm pulling it up now because I'm so curious. Yeah, but... I also want to go back to that old woman woman scene because remember I said I really wanted to talk. about Yes, that? let's talk about. You've been like waiting to talk about this with me. Oh so. my god, that is one of the scariest scenes for me. In, like, almost any horror movie, I think. Not the scariest scene. One of them. But I think it's just the way... The old woman is definitely creepy. But the way... Remember when I was, like, wait. I was, like, right here. Right, wait for her to move. Beth is yeah. sitting there looking at the postcard. Yeah. And the old woman is in the background in the hallway. And she turns around. And then she, like jives out of the scene but like in this so it's creepy erratic 
jerky like jerky bone movements movement. where it almost looks like she's not actually like walking but rather her bones are like breaking to move to where they need to be yeah it's so scary (laughs) and then she and then she kind of does it again when beth is looking at the photo and she's and then now the old woman's naked right yeah and she's like peeking out from behind the thing which is so creepy and then she like jives across the back of it i don't know how else to i don't know how i don't know how to explain it she like jive is like working (laughs) shuffles doesn't really do it for me like she it's almost like a weird scary dance um <laughs> also the woman that plays that that character she does such a good job in horror movies like, i know she's she, so scary if she was like my family member and she's just been in all of these horror movies as like everybody's terrifying grandma like i don't want you in my family anymore no man like, no she does it's too like the good old, a job. it's like the old woman from insidious like she's scary like they just yeah. have like a creepiness about her yeah but but then when she's when Be- when Beverly is is like backing away and she's like, Are you also daddy's little girl? And she comes bounding out of the darkness. Yeah. That moment, because I heard I think I heard you gasp when we were watching it. We just watched this scene, guys, like because I had told Becky, I was like, and we I, need to Becky I'm famous for gasping when Becky hadn't <laughs> watched the chapter two in a like she hadn't watched it recently. I but was, I was like, gonna have to pay to rent it. I'm poor. Uh, no, guys. no, no, that's okay. But I was like, let's <laughs> just watch this scene on YouTube because I really need you to relive it yeah. with me. But you gasped at the exact moment that I gasped when I was watching it because it's so scary. Right before she comes out of the darkness, just the Here's, sound of her bounding towards because, her and you can't the see what it is. the sound happening before you see her. And I think yes. that's why I'm like, oh my it's God. It's so scary. <laughs> that, when you can utilize that in horror, I think that is so terrifying. And we just watched it in Lights Out. Yeah. That's exactly what they do in um, the short film Lights Out, not the full movie, but Becky and I love the short film. It's so fucking scary. Well, but I wouldn't there is, say love. I would not I say love, love for me. It's I'm a, terrified of it's it. It's so <laughs> scary. Um, when, the, when the lights go out and you hear someone running down the hallway, like that is... There's just nothing That's, scarier to uh, me. Yeah. I don't know. When you don't know what it is and and you just know something is coming towards you at like a very fast pace, like that's just... That does I don't it know. for me. There's just nothing really that does. gets me more scared. And for me, the thing with like any kind of horror movie really is it's sound. I cannot yeah. do sound. I can do all the scary images, all the live long day, bring it on. That's great. But the second like things are like, I don't know, scary with noise, I can't. That's why I have to plug my ears. I know. So like whenever, if anybody listening ever watches a scary movie with me, my ears are plugged from basically the second the movie starts to the second the movie ends. <laughs> like, they're just plugged because I can handle witnessing it. I cannot handle hearing it. Yeah. Especially when it's just, like, the running. Like, that's I think that's why it scared me so much because I was – I forgot that she just, like, runs for so long before being seen. Yeah, like, it feels like she's, like – Three not even out. in the apartment <laughs> like, anymore that yeah. she's running from like across the street or something. it's just and, and the way they do the sound too i don't know if you noticed where it doesn't actually sound like linear it sounds like it's all over like it yes, sounds like yes. it's coming from every angle yeah which is why she like looks around because she's mm-hmm. like where is it coming from it looks like it's supposed to be coming from here but it sounds like it's coming from all over me from everywhere yeah, yeah. and yeah. then and then when she I mean, oh my God, when she comes out, I mean, yeah, the image of the old woman as this like ginormous naked like ogre looking thing or whatever is definitely very, like I said, CGI'd and like, it's like, it's like creepy, weird, scary, but that doesn't scare me nearly as much as the moments before you see it. Yeah. That's what I think is the best tool to utilize in horror is what you don't see. 
Mm-hmm. And like you said, sound. Yes. Sound without visuals is it's terrifying. I'm gonna be done. Yeah. 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 I, I also and agree. I just thought I think that some scene of, was really well done. It was, yeah. I and I, yeah, I agree. I think some of like the scariest things ever in like horror films is just when you never see the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's why paranormal activity fucked me up so hard. Yeah. Truly. Like I know like some people don't like paranormal Honestly, stuff doesn't scare the them. The first one was scary. The I first feel like one, the one yeah, the few yeah. after that, I was just like, you guys are kind of like milking it just a little bit. The second one was almost like a carbon copy of the first one. I thought the third one was fairly scary. And I saw the first and the third one both in theaters. Yeah. Um and the third one I found was pretty yeah, pretty scary. But the first one I think was just a league of its own because yeah i just hadn't seen anything quite like that before no i think that was like kind of the uh, aside from like blair witch project i think that was like the first for our generation to have like a home shot kind of yeah because i think after blair witch there was like people tried to do it and And it's kind of like but blair witch is more it's handheld right so that's a different that's a different kind of vibe in itself tape whereas paranormal activity utilized the very home sort security, of 2000s like, trend of home security cameras yeah that are you know not shaky and jerking around because someone's holding it these shots are all still like the framing is still yeah and you're watching things come in and out of the frame or things happen in the yeah. frame and that in itself is very scary and again you don't see anything no you don't see you'll any see figures. A door move, you don't see, you'll any, see a blanket move, and it's just like, like you see people getting dragged out of their beds, and you see like footprints emerging on the floor. Yeah. Like they just, I think they did such a yeah. good job. I think when with you're that movie. forced, when you are forced into a corner to use your imagination, there really and truly is nothing scarier than your own mind. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. It. Because we all and we, and we all will think of different things. Yep. Like the thing you're you're in you had your head picturing when someone's getting dragged out of their bed in that movie like it's going to be completely different than what I think about and we're it, they're both yeah. terrifying. Because we're all imagining our worst fears. Yeah. Right? Kind of like in it where it's like yeah. it's going to manifest in whatever is the most scary for you. Yeah. 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 That's what gets you. But yeah. yeah, like it's, I don't know. I feel like this is just one of those things where we could just like go on forever and ever. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <sighs> I think the, I think the final sort of like theme that I love about, um, not all Stephen King stories have this and other people have this in their stories as well as Stephen King. But, um, I think what he's done really well is he's really good at telling a nice story of like camaraderie and like friendship in Mm -hmm. embedded in something much bigger. Yeah. Um, there's, I see a lot of stand by me in the cast of it, like in the kids. Yeah. Um, and that was even taken in like something like stranger things where they're like, we were obviously the Duffer brothers have admitted that they were very much inspired by Stephen King. Even in the second season of stranger things, they do a shot on the train tracks to, pay homage to stand by me right and i I think it's interesting because again he's not the only person obviously that's written a story about a group of friends no but he's the way he does it is so nostalgic to like it's so nostalgic and it's so authentic yeah it's it's weird because i feel like we were like our specific generation was like i feel like the last generation to have the type of childhood friendships in the way that we had them where it was just like 
pick up your bike and go to your neighbor's house. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because like, we'll talk about this a lot with Jade. She's, she's younger than us, but she's not like that much younger where Mm -hmm. it's like a 15 year difference. It's like almost a 10, I think it's like seven or eight. I don't know. Anyways, but we've talked about it with her where she has like bits of that. She's like, I I did very much have like a little bit of that, but we were on the cusp of like having a phone in grade five kind of thing. Yeah. So it was like, it was a little earlier for her where it was like things were picking up and Whereas, like, our childhood was very much, like, I'm going to go four doors down and knock on, like, Jimmy's door to see if he's home to come out and play. Like, because well, you just that's didn't That's how even... I met Alyssa, my lifelong best exactly. friend. Exactly. I yeah. moved into a house, had zero friends, and she knocked on my door and said, is that young girl home? Yeah. And I saw a kid poof, out here. I is saw she a child. Home? Yeah. I need a friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and 20 plus years later, here we are. And, you know, yeah. not a lot of kids have that nowadays. And I think a little bit for our generation but more so i would say for our parents generation more so yeah the feeling of like like you said going out with your friends on your bikes or whatever running around like just doing things like and not having a care in the world and i think that not that the world wasn't dangerous back then i just think people weren't as aware of it or Mm -hmm. attuned to it whereas now like it's just even like i said our generation like yeah i could do that when I was a bit older, like maybe when I was like 13, 14 and stuff. And like, it's still like, oh, be back by dark and all that, whatever. But now kids that age will have cell phones, right? Because their parents are like, I need to know where you are at all times because I'm going to be that fucking way when I'm a parent. Oh, like I'm I've gonna said be numerous like, times, I, my kids aren't leaving the house. They're going to be prisoners. Like I'm going to like buy a <laughs> drone and just follow them everywhere. Like oh, I'm going to be like the mom that has like a leash and shows up and my kid's like 17. Yeah. <laughs> going to be like, no, I'm coming. You know, and I think it's just like, it's just things it's, have the world has gotten a lot more dangerous in some ways and i think for kids especially it's just it's a scary world out there and yeah. i think that and now that we have resources like, to make it a little safer it's yeah and stories different. like this you get to reflect on like just i don't know times when just things were simpler yeah and i think again it did i think the director did a good job of throwing back to those sort of nostalgic yeah. times again for a little bit for our generation i think more yeah. so for our parents generation yes. oh yeah where it's just yeah i'm just glad that we were on that cusp of getting that experience because like mm-hmm. when i look back on like my childhood it's just like i'm so glad i got that mm-hmm. and like I yeah don't know, not I, I am, what kids I am get very today. glad too that like yeah. we got a little bit of that childhood without like a cell phone or email or MSN before all of that stuff kind of like we we did have that we in our childhood, that, but, but we at least had a portion of our childhood without it. And yeah. I am very grateful for that. And we also, none of us, I, I don't even remember anyone being like hooked the second like the internet like popped up for us. You know what I mean? No, no, no. We, we would use it. Yet. We were like, this was cool, yeah. but I would still log off MSN and be like, well, I'm going to like do a cup phone with Alyssa instead mm-hmm. because that's just more fun. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Or I, even like, um, I was actually going to say just before we wrap up, uh, the like running off with your friends and doing stuff like, like cliff jumping, like when they cliff jump in the movie. Yeah. Um, that's in Allura. Yeah. No. I, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've been well, there. a lot of it. Same. Yeah, that's, that's where Alyssa and I used to go camping. Yeah, all of our camping pictures are from Alora. Like, and like a couple years before the first movie came out, I went. I went with a friend, and we went in like, I want to say like late September, mm-hmm. and we drove up, and we didn't realize that like it was closed for the summer. Okay, um, and so like it was all gated off, whatever. It was like no trespassing, but we yeah. were like, well, we drove all the way up here, like we want to go swimming, <laughs> so we just hopped the fence and went. And um, get her, and <laughs> and we we didn't 
like we there we found like a cliff that was like it wasn't very high like yeah. honestly it took me like half an hour to jump off of it and it was like probably oh, I, like five I've meters high never done the jump because i'm so scared the of heights. jump i was gonna say the jump they do in that movie is it is fucked. so high like there are okay in the second movie when they all yeah. go back as adults and there's a there's a sign in the shot where it says no jumping at any point or whatever that's a real sign those signs are all around because it's all fenced off like they hop the fence in the second movie yeah. because in the first movie, they just, like, took the fence out or whatever. But there's a fence all around that. Yeah. My friend and I went up there because there's a trail you can walk around it's there. It's so unbelievably high. And we high. stood right there because my friend, he was like, yeah, I want to jump from, like, a bigger cliff. We went up and we were, like, trying to... No, and the jumping cliff is already big enough. You don't need to go to a bigger one. No, I know. <laughs> and and I remember him sitting on the edge. And I was... Because I looked down. I was like, there's no fucking way I'm jumping there's from no there. Um, and I remember him sitting on the edge. And then I was just, like, sitting there envisioning him dying. Like, really, like, just... To, just picturing it. Like, like I was just oh, like, if something happens to you, I'm not going to be, first of all, I'm not no going to jump in after you. Second of no. all, I'm not going to be able to get down there fast enough to save you no, from anything. Drown. I'm not really a strong swimmer anyway, so no. like you're a goner. Oh, no. Um, I doggy paddle. I don't even think I know how to swim yeah. properly, honestly. <laughs> he didn't end up jumping, but then the movie came out, and when they ran and jumped off that cliff, I was like, that looks so familiar to me. And then I looked it up, and it was Alora Gorge, yeah. and I was... I have tried online yeah. to find anything that has said whether they actually jumped off that cliff. It's oh. so fucking high. It's, uh, yeah. I, like, I've been there. Like, in the movie, it we looks can't like they jump. Like, it looks like they just have a drone and the kids just jump off. But I don't know if, uh, like, because it would be easy enough to do in, in, like, with a green screen, you know? Yeah. I just don't know if they did or not. I don't know. Someone tell I, me. <laughs> yeah. If you've ever jumped off that cliff at Alora Gorge, the really high oh one, god. and survived it, let me know. <laughs> oh god, and survived it. We get like a call from beyond. <laughs> like, <laughs> by the way, don't jump off. Don't this jump. is from the other side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I. The only other point I had written down before we like wrap up at all, and it's like so far off from what we were just talking about, was, but, it's really hard. I find for other films or TV shows to do like, what's the word? You're going to know the word when I start explaining it. Um, like showing a group of people as kids and then showing them as adults. I find that transition really hard for a lot of other shows mm -hmm. and movies and stuff where they usually fuck it up or the actors don't actually like reflect properly well of Match each other. Yeah. I feel like this is one of those times where... I cannot have I don't have a single complaint. No. Where no. where they they nailed the the old and the young version like and the re and the just, recasting of it. The recast yeah. and and the fact that like they just like it's not like okay, so for example, like the adult versions, they didn't just come in and play what they felt was the way to play it. They went in and played it how the kids played it. Yeah. Like, they 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 embodied the kids' version of acting and it was just like, how'd you do that? Yeah. Because it was so convincing. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the blog incredible. that I was reading, the one guy said that he thought he was like watching the second watching it chapter two. He said, I would have sworn that the actor who plays Eddie like the older actor and yeah. the young kid are the were like related or something yeah because he was like they were so their mannerisms so, their delivery their 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 the tone of their voice like yeah. everything is spot on spot on um and bill Hader obviously is just amazing and everything but like he oh, yeah does, you cannot go but wrong because with bill he Hader. is bill Hader, he easily could have just 
played it as like bill Hader, but, but like didn't. because because richie was a funny character anyways yeah. but no he played it like finn wolfhard played it and same exactly. with like jessica chastain did a great job james mcavoy james mcavoy was the one that i was a bit like the most Hesitant worried about. about yeah because i like him but i was like i don't i i didn't get the matchup with like Jaden Martell. I didn't get it. Like I was just like, I don't know. I, but when I watched it, I was like, no, he pulled it off. Like he, he, did, he really he did, did a good pull job. It off. Like I feel like visually he was the furthest off, like appearance wise. Yes. Yeah. But like the he did a really good job of doing the character justice mm -hmm. that it worked. Yeah. Yeah. I also I like I wanna like credit Bill Hader because it like again, yeah, he can obviously like do no wrong in my books. Like he could have gone on to the film, literally pulled his pants down and took a crap in front of us. And I would have been like, <laughs> phenomenal. Where's yeah, the Oscar? Yeah, but, absolutely. Like, it, it's, I feel like it's really hard for actors. Cause like I've, I've read this about actors that are like straight portraying a gay person. He did a really good job Yeah, to play somebody struggling with their sexuality. And like, I feel like it was just believable. And I feel like yeah. that's a hard thing for someone who isn't struggling with their sexuality to portray. Because, mm -hmm. like, I've read that time and time again of, like, a straight person playing a gay person. And they're like, yeah. it was really hard to get into that mindset because I don't know that struggle. I can't yeah. even put my brain there. But he did a good job. Where and it was I, just, like, And relatable. I think it should be noted that he's the only one of the group, really, I feel like that is, like – seen as mostly a comedic actor yes. the rest of them are all dramatic actors i would say yeah uh, jessica chastain for sure james mcavoy for sure um and so i feel like i always notice how good of a dramatic actor he is in the moments when he's given time for that because obviously it is like there's a lot of there's a lot of parts that aren't funny um especially the part when eddie dies and yeah. he's there oh, i and cry it, it, I, I cry every so time unbelievably when he's hard. looking back at them and he's like no guys we need to get him help and it's like you can see the denial in his face yeah where he's like he truly believes he's still alive and he's like guys no we really need to get him help. and it's just like oh my it's, god it's he just, is so good it's it like feels sickening. so human like it's yeah it's it's weird yeah. like yeah it's, it makes you feel like ill and uncomfortable and like when i feel yeah. like when an actor actually is able to just like make me cry i'm like I, what are you doing yeah what what spell did you do <laughs> what voodoo shit did you cast on me because like yeah man yeah yeah there's another scene in barry like i know we're gonna get to that at mm -hmm. some point where th it's one of the scenes that i'm like i don't know how he like doesn't get way more fucking credit i know i know insane insane especially again for like a comedic actor to be yeah it's yeah. just it's nuts yeah it's just nuts to me it's he's really got, it's a hard thing to do he's got some chops that guy for he's sure some fucking chops, he's got some chops he's got some chops some fucking chops <laughs> so basically like we love it we yeah. love it this is our review uh six out of five stars <laughs> okay <laughs> for a second i thought you were about to say 10 and i was gonna be like no like 11 out of 10 but you, you said it right yeah, you said it right six out of five stars yeah um yeah, yeah i, I actually just, don't have any complaints about either parts no or no. even their original like if you're on nothing's, the fence nothing's ever perfect but like yeah i think as a the ensemble casts in both and i love an ensemble cast you know i love an ensemble i know you do um just it makes me love both of them so much yeah. like i said i think the second i think i like the first one more because i love a really good solid child cast because it is so rare to find yes. and i and like just, i love the kids so much in that movie yeah um and the second one like i said there's a bit more cgi like very surrealist horror and and i just found the first one a bit more scary to me just in its moments but the yes. second one definitely had some very scary moments in it like the old woman and everything um it, it, it i think it tied it up really nicely for me 
Um, yeah. And it was a good, it was definitely a very, very good sequel to the yeah. first one. But as a whole, because it is obviously one big story. Yeah. Yeah, I think they were great. I think, yeah, I, again, zero complaints. Yeah. Zero out of zero complaints. I actually just want to rewatch them all right now. Again, I could, even though right I watched now. them two days ago. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And okay, if you're someone like that listened to this to see whether or not you should watch it, because I know some people will do that, especially when it comes to scary movies. They want to hear how terrifying it's going to be. So if you're on the fence and you're like, is it too scary for me? Whatever. Honestly, I say just fucking go for it. I, ho- I mean, I hope that you haven't not seen it at this point, because obviously our movie reviews are going to have like massive spoilers, but um just watch it but oh they're so good yeah if you are listening and you haven't watched them they're so good do yeah. what luke did okay luke hates scary movies and then we made a deal where he watches two scary movies a year with me um that's too little like, i know i'm gonna no, have to have a chat I'm, getting, I'm gonna get him up there it's fine yeah um so i made him watch it chapter one because i was like i love it whatever mm-hmm. and then he wanted to watch the second one, even though but he that was won't count screaming as the one, right? in terror. Because it's such the first a baby. One. I know. I like, um, and for such I was a like, grown man. And then he's watching such a child. it, I remember <laughs> watching the second one, and he was like screaming, and he's like, oh my God, he's like hiding around the blanket. He was so stressed. He was like sweating and shit. And I was like, Luke, we can turn it off. Like, I, I feel, feel like bad. nobody, and he nobody was knows like, what Luke looks like, too. So, like, this for me, I, I, I know what this looks like. It's just... But I felt bad because I was like, he, he wanted to watch the second one. And I, it, this is why in the moment where I was like, Luke, we can turn it off. Like, I feel bad now. He's like, no, I'm invested in the story now. I need to know how it ends. Like, <laughs> and that was it. Was the first one just hooked you. It does. It's only half of the story. It gets their so just get in into it, watch it. And then you'll have no choice. You have to watch the second one because you have to know how it ends. You have to. That was like Luke. He's like, I have yeah. to know how it ends now. Yeah. I'm invested in the story. Yep. Yeah. You also, you don't also need, need to watch the original miniseries to like, get it you know what i mean no no some people think they like should watch the original first you don't need to you don't have to i do recommend it i would recommend it tim curry's incredible yeah and it's a different kind of scary yeah yeah just to get like different takes on it yeah yeah Yeah. i'd recommend both for sure for sure yeah Mm. i think that's it i think we covered it i don't know yep i think that's it what a good one i know oh so good guys classic those ones are like definitely up there in like my top 10 i would say yeah yeah well okay yeah so on that note sign up to be super cool join our cult of extremely awesome people who love true crime at www.patreon.com slash how to not get killed and if you ever want to chat and connect with us you can send us an email to how to not get killed at gmail.com or you can dm us or comment on our posts on instagram at how to not get killed And you can follow us on Twitter at H2NGK. And you can also check out our website and shop our merch at www.howtonotgetkilled.com. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Keep it sleazy. You better. Yeah. We have to. And then go watch it and let us know what you think. Tell us. Email us. It is the sleaziest. It's the sleaziest. Yeah. The sleaziest. Email us. Let us know what you think. Okay. Bye.